You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. The chocolate room. Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. A slightly different introduction this week. Uh, but make sure you sprinkle some of that pixie dust around and grab your happiest thought. We're going to have some fun today. I've completely changed course of where this show was intended to go. Uh, you will remember from last week that I did say we were going to hear from the R2-D2 Builders Club. However, uh, events happened this week that uh, really made me alter course and come up with a completely different show plan. But we're still going to have a whole lot of fun. Hold your breath. Make a wish. Count to three. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look and you'll see into your imagination. We'll begin with a spin traveling in the world of my creation. What we'll see will defy explanation. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to do it. Want to change the world? There's nothing to it. Hurry up, pilot! This way, Grandpa. There is no life I know to compare with pure imagination. Living there, you'll be free if you truly wish to be.
Before we get started though, I do want to remind you about on September the 22nd, I am sponsoring a screening of Comics Beyond the Comic Book Pages, a wonderful documentary by Michael Valentine, and you need to get your tickets early for this. Uh, Michael has told me that it will be before September 15th that you will make sure you need to register for your tickets. They are cheap at $12. It's going to be at the Berry Woods 24 here in Kansas City. There will be links in the show notes. If you go to NeverlandPodcast.com on the splash page, you will find a link there. Also, information about the film. Uh, this is going to be huge. Uh, I'm still working on trying to get some cosplayers there. The group I thought I'd be able to get to come out are not going to be able to make it. Uh, I am still working, though, with uh, Thank You, Walt Disney, and I'm hoping to have also Daryl Woods, a local artist here. Uh, sounds like he is ready to go. Uh, so this is going to be a huge, fun event, and I really want a good turnout for this, so everybody go and get your tickets before it is too late. Uh, you are really running out of time. You've got about a week and a half to make sure you have your tickets. Because I don't know that they'll be available after the 15th. I will keep an eye on that to make sure. Uh, if they're still available for that last weekend, you know, before running up to the 22nd, I'll let you know. Uh, I do have an event page set up on Facebook that you can find through, of course, the Neverland Podcast Facebook page and group page. So go go on there and RSVP. Let, you, let me know that you're coming because I can't really get a uh, complete count without somebody going through and, you know, people telling me that they're coming. Uh, so very exciting event. If you're in the Kansas City area, know somebody in the Kansas City area or planning to be in the Kansas City area, come on out. It will be a lot of fun. So definitely worth your time. Come on out. But uh, we have some interesting news to get to, and then we're going to roll right into some different content. We're going to do a review of the Disney Infinity Toy Box Speedway. We're going to just have a lot of fun. So let's just get started with some interesting news that I found this week. Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Of course, some of the big stuff going on right now is that Halloween has returned to the Magic Kingdom Park. Uh, lots of great photo opportunities they're saying from the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Also, the Hocus Pocus Villain Spectacular brings the Sanderson sisters back uh, for more performances. Uh, apparently, everybody did enjoy that last year, and of course, why wouldn't you? And they're also going to have the Boo to You Halloween Parade with a lot of can't-miss moments. Uh, can't-miss <laughs> can't moments. Uh, we're going to have some Disney characters in costume, and the hitchhiking ghosts themselves will be out. And also, of course, Happy Hollow Wishes Fireworks. Uh, so that has started here in September. If you're planning to go, uh, let us know when you, when you go. Well, tell us what you think about it. Uh, if you feel like sharing some photos or some audio, uh, let us know. But the two big things, my gosh, this past week is two huge deaths. Mr. Fuji, which half yeah. of you are going, who? And then Gene Wilder, which everybody has felt as, like, as if it was Robin Williams all over again. Yeah, yeah. Stand by, everybody. Roddy Roddy Piper up next for the next Piper's Pit. Ladies and gentlemen, Rowdy Roddy Piper. For many boys, whether you like it or not, I am your guest today. I've had my laundry done, man. I don't need comedian boy song. I'd be nice fortune cookie for you. 
Man with only one good leg cannot hop to win. <laughs> Sorry, so far. Ho ho! Man who wear plaid skirt that I have two good legs. <laughs> Kill. <sighs> oh, this very good for you, Piper Song. Man who wrap flower shop can never blossom again. You understand, boy sir? Eh, hey, boy sir? Eh? 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 Confucius say that bow-legged, big, fat, ugly penguin shouldn't mess with polar bear. What's the matter, you? Let me tell you, you never insult Mr. Fuji. You will pay. Matter of fact, I challenge you next week on TV for match. Boy, son, I challenge you. You challenge me. That's right. I will fight you next week on TV, you fat, ugly slob. Let me tell you, boy, son, you with one bad leg and cane. You will be loser to Mr. Fuji. You will suffer next week on TV. I want to say... So we want to kind of memorialize and talk to him. So Lost Boy Phil's in here. Howdy, howdy. Because we both kind of grew up about the same time. And yeah. we both know who Mr. Fuji is. Absolutely. Or was. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it was interesting. Uh, I, I did see at least a little bit of Raw. I just happened to switch over and look when they were doing a, a memorial thing and yeah. showing his days as a wrestler. Yeah, he was wrestling for quite a while back in the 70s mostly and and uh, did he did an awful lot for the uh, company back then. Yeah. Uh, he was born Harry Fujiwara. I'm probably saying it wrong. I can't pronounce it either. <laughs> but he was a Japanese-American born in Hawaii, but they built him as Japanese. And uh, he would be the most politically incorrect version of Japanese. Nowadays, especially, yeah. People would be offended. Although, just this past week, as I was driving for Uber, I had a, a young man from Japan who was going to Avila University. He'd learned English in Texas, and I thought he spoke very good English. But he did talk exactly like in uh, the Christmas story where the guys are trying to sing uh-huh. fa-la-la-la-la and they can't. He did have that sort of accent. Yeah, that, there's a lot of that back so, in the past. I mean, there is a truth to it, but everybody gets offended. Yeah. So well, Mr. Fuji today probably would be offensive. Back in the day, in some of the movies, they get exaggerated. They usually have um, yeah. bottle bottle uh, pop bottle glasses and they would do that yeah. thing they'd or they weren't even played by a japanese person no, be a yeah. white guy in makeup that i guess i can understand yes, and, and they'd go overboard with it you know but there was a little bit of truth that they stretched it out a bit yeah but mr fuji used that and made a character out of it mm-hmm. and that's what part of what made him very entertaining and he was also very devious yes especially i loved him more as a manager we didn't get to really see him in his time of no wrestling. not till not till really just the last few years i got to see videos of him wrestling he was good and I've heard a lot of backstories that he was a, a real prankster. And I want to go into them all. I heard he'd take it to the extreme, though, that you did not want to mess with him. If you were to push him the wrong way and treat him horribly, that he would find a way to get back at you. One that would completely embarrass you and make him feel very good. <laughs> <laughs> and it came out as a manager because he was always pulling things. Like he, his, his number one move was throwing powder in the face of, uh, yes. of the opponent. 
And so he made a great heel manager. Uh, golly, I wonder if there's a list on here of all the people that he managed. I mean, Demolition, Demolition. Yo- Yokozuna, his Yokozuna. big one because yeah, Yokozuna was a champion. Uh, let's see. But yeah, he did. So oh, he I like the their description. For a while there, remember whenever when Demolition went good. Mm, and yeah. had no need for him. Uh, he left them right in the middle of the match. In fact, I believe it was the first Survivor Series, at least one of them. Maybe it was the second one. But either way, uh, right in the middle of the match, he left them and went to Powers of Pain. Powers of Pain started off as uh, faces because Demolition was heels. And mm. right in the middle of that match, it switched completely over. They became the heels <laughs> and left with Fuji. And the uh, Demolition became the faces. Because they were so popular, you know, Vince yeah. could just let them stay bad. <laughs> I, I think I might remember that. Now I kind of want to watch it again. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> oh, man. All kinds of fun stuff that used to happen back in the 80s like that. Uh, oh, golly, there's a little bit of a, some uh, on his managerial premiere, but I was talking about how he, uh, his wardrobe, I like the way they described this. It was a black yeah. duck seedo and a bowler hat, mm-hmm. and he looked kind of like Oddjob from the James Bond show. I kind of got their idea, yeah. <laughs> and yes, very much. It was like Oddjob going around with this sinister grin that he'd have. That's right. His very first client was George the Animal Steel. Oh, yeah. Which George, he was supposed to be a, a heel at the time, but he was just so lovably yeah. weird that, you know, he had to go face. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> probably the time that he was kidnapping Elizabeth yes. and all that. <laughs> and had his little, uh, his... Um, mine. Mine. I can't remember what it was. A stuffed animal. It was animal. like a stuffed animal, but it was really... The reason why you can't think of what it really was is because it was nothing. It was like this <laughs> it was bald a weird head, thing. little weird animal with gray, fuzzy arms. Yep. He had a bald head, fuzzy face, and fuzzy arms. He had a green tongue stick out because George the animal still right. always had green painted tongue. And uh, anyway, it was it was his. He's supposed to be kind of mentally challenged or slow, yeah. but he was fun. And the funny thing is, he was actually a school teacher. Oh yeah, he was very smart when you hear him talk. But he could I, play it such I, a dumb character. I understand. Uh, he kept trying to. Uh, make Vincent happy with the character. He didn't know which character he wanted. So finally, he said, no, 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 you're too smart, too smart. So he said, finally played the dumbest, most obnoxious character, which is George Animal Steel. He And Vince goes, that's perfect. So that's how it happened. He was trying to be obnoxious and ended up backfiring on him. <laughs> and of course, Mr. Fuji, the only one who could somewhat keep him under control, when yes. he when when George Animal Steel would he would would win the match and then start eating the turnbuckle. Yes, he, Mr. Fuji would have to come and get him off yes, there. He would treat him like an animal or something. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Lots of fun. Yep. Uh, my goodness. Other people. Uh, Fuji briefly managed though uh, Jim Neidhart, who uh, was later sold over to Jimmy Hart when it was the you know, the Hart Foundation. Everybody mm-hmm. will of course remember. Uh, well, uh, Owen Hart jumped out of my mind, but that's what I was thinking. Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah. But yeah, I remember Jim Neidhart and uh, Brett the Hitman Hart when they were the Hart Foundation under yep. Jimmy Hart. Of course, Jim Neidhart is his uh, brother-in-law. Right. brother-in-law. I, I remember them back in the day, but I, I I don't really remember when Jim was by himself with Mr. Fuji, but that's a very interesting, nice bit. Oh, but they did mention uh, some things, and uh, I did see this on Raw, where they showed a little bit of Fuji Vice when he was with Don Morocco, uh-huh. managing him. And they, I, I, I would like to see I, the I, entire I, video of this. I remember he used to manage Don Morocco. See, the truth is, back then, a lot of those characters like Don Morocco would switch back and forth the... Mm-hmm. Not just face and heel, but so many different things. You had different managers, and one minute you'd have uh, Hercules being uh, managed by Bobby Brandine, and then it'd be back to the to Slickster, and then you know. Mm, so I get confused. <laughs> that's that's one of the things that's it's almost missing from modern wrestling is that having those managers around, and they really help those who weren't great at having charisma. Right. Yeah, you know, there are a few people I think today. That's why I kind of like that. Uh, oh, uh, I can't think of his name right now. That maybe you're not a good talker, but your manager can yeah, be a great right. talker. I like Brock. Um, Brock, yeah, um, Lesnar. Brock yeah. Lesnar. Yeah, Paul. So he's got Paul. Ho- 
Wow. <laughs> Paul Heyman out there to be his mouthpiece. But yeah, all oh, the managers were great because they were such characters. And they really made wrestling a lot more fun, you know. Than I mean, it's it's still gonna be fun today. I get keep getting bored with it at the modern age, but back in the '80s, it was just great. Such wonderful yeah, it's characters now, but it goes back and forth. Through things. Yeah, it goes back and forth. Look, I've forgotten about that character. I'm looking at his name here, Killer Khan. He didn't last a long, long time, but yeah, they had all sorts of interesting characters like that. And, and oh, Fuji and yeah, with changes, uh, Yeah, he did change his look whenever he was. Taking care of Yokozuna, I remember. Right, he had more of a kimono look. Kimono look, look yeah. They wouldn't try to be more with Japanese, although neither one of them were actually Japanese. No. Um, well, granted, you know, Fuji was partially, Japanese-American, yeah. but he lived yeah. in Hawaii. And then Yokozuna, I think, also was uh, Polynesian. I think yeah. he might have been from the same area of the Rock's from. Yeah, he is. Because he had that big, big, stocky yeah. character, you know, character yeah, He's part size. of the same family, you know. And uh, yeah. But the truth is, is there, he could play that very well because that's where all the Hawaiians and Japanese right. are part of the same, you know. Yeah. Yep. Very similar look. You know, it's just some get to be Americans and some get to be Japanese. That's right. (laughs) And we love our Americans no matter what they look like. That's exactly right. But yeah, he was always a lot of fun. I I, like a very, I love the the montage they have of him constantly throwing powder. But yeah, I remember a lot of devious things. And I'm even thinking he was the one. um, He'd use his cane if he had to. Yes. He'd use anything he had to do. I think uh, on the cartoon. Ricky remember? the Dragon Steamboat, I think it was, where that he was, I think he was managing some other wrestler, and they strung Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, yes. oh, like almost like a noose, over from the rope and just held him there hanging outside and just beat him. And Mr. Fuji's like, ha 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 ha. He was really good at being that wicked little mm-hmm. obnoxious twerp, you know? <laughs> Mr. Fuji, you and Don Morocco to meet the junkyard dog and Ricky Steamboat. I still cannot believe that incident in front of a national television audience. How degrading, how humiliating for Ricky Steamboat to be cho- literally choked by his own belt by the two of you, you and Don Morocco. Steamboat song, you little face, huh? Little face to all the people in Hawaii. So now you're being JYD, huh? I call him Yard Ape. You Yard Ape? Yeah. That's not, that's not exactly a compliment. Now Morocco and me, Hawaii are fine. We feel great what we did to you, Steamboat. We feel pure. Oh, very pure. If if that's the way you feel, Mr. Fuji, in all due respect, you've got to be sick men. (laughs) Yes, we are sick. Yeah. We are so sick that we want to hurt you, Steamboat Song. We want to make you crawl and make you cry. We want to cripple you. With all the muscle you have, you see these fingers? I will take out one muscle at a time and give it to Morocco. He'll squeeze it. Then I'll take out the bone from you, the ribs, and get it out of Morocco and bend it and bust it. Then I'll give you one big karate chop to your head. Then Morocco will take over and he'll get inside 14 boots right on your big head, boy. Oh, yeah, junkyard. We don't forget about you. We will take care of you to volunteer your body. To this tag team to be Ricky's partner. This sounds like some kind of a some kind of a uh, uh, an experiment over at uh, Harvard uh, University. I don't know what you're talking about, Mr. Fuji. I can't believe some of the things that you're saying. Huh. What Mr. Fuji is saying is true. Mr. Fuji and Morocco never lie. What we say on TV, we do in ring. We make opponents suffer. All right, well, but uh, let's turn a corner, though, uh, and let's talk about, and I, I found his actual name here. Let me read this off. Jerome Silberman. Oh, that sounds about right. Yep. He was a Russian Jewish person born in the States in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And uh, there's a story. I had heard, actually heard him tell the story on a PBS thing, and I think it was a really interesting story. It's like the beginning. Uh, his mother was ill when, uh, when Jerome was eight. 
uh, with, he had she had a rheumatic fever, and the doctor told her told you know told him to make her laugh. So he went and put a lot of effort into making her laugh. Uh, but as things have gone on, he does, he he likes pe- making people laugh, but he wasn't really a comedian. But he was really he wanted to be an actor, and he could be a comedic as an actor. And they changed his name to Gene Wilder. And uh, he actually, uh, I don't know that this this role was comedic. Uh, his first role I actually found was a hostage in Bonnie and Clyde. Oh yeah, he 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 was funny in that. Really? I was gonna say that's the first thing I seen him on when I was really young, and uh, he was comedic because he says uh, to his girl, he they steal his car, and he says, "I'm gonna tear him apart." I'm gonna now his car they steal something because they're in a car, so there's no way it could be a car. But anyway. He's following them in vehicles. He's going to tear them apart. And she goes, what if they have guns? He goes, well, maybe we better let the police deal with this. <laughs> he says so funnily. And then they turn around and kidnap them. And they end up having a good time with them, is what's funny. Oh, you know? my goodness. But yeah, it's a, it's, a good, it's a good show. I say I've never seen it. So yeah, it's, it's more than just Gene popping Hackman. in. It's, yeah. He's in there for about, I'd say maybe 10 minutes of it. But it's really oh. good. Yeah, he was really good at being... I almost wouldn't say neurotic because that's what's done not. So it was the perfect but, neurotic. Someone in there, yeah. But someone in there where he was like he was a neurotic person trying to maintain his calm. Yeah, trying to stay cool. Off. Trying to stay cool and, and have he's moments about of to flip out. His eyes could get so big and bulging like on us, <laughs> and his hair would be kind of they're so wavy and it's kind of bouncing about like springs, you know. And that was yeah. some of the funniest things he would do. I loved him growing up. I loved him on that. Uh, oh, what's that one with him and uh, uh, Richard Pryor when they were? Dress like birds and stir crazy. stir crazy. I've never actually have seen that one. Uh, that's, that's funny. I did see another movie they did together called See No Evil, Hear No Evil. That was their last, I think, the last one together. Yeah, yeah that, that was the last was one. Before, yeah, that we're basically, hilarious. let's see, uh, Richard Pryor was blind and uh, Gene Wilder was deaf. Yeah, and both of them were witnesses to the same murder but didn't quite get the exact same information because they couldn't experience it the same way. And but they get accused of the murder and get chased around by the police while they're trying to prove their innocence. They're a ridiculous. really good duo, they, they're great. A great deal. Plus, he was married to, uh, what's her name? Gilda Radner. Gilda Radner, yeah. Third wife. Yeah, his third wife. Uh, before she died of uh, what sort of cancer? Uh, I remember seeing it on here. Uh, but that actually made him uh, an advocate for, for cancer. He was yes. did a lot of work for that. Uh, and also wrote a lot of books uh, in his later years. Uh, I mean, there's a long list of all the stuff he is, was cast in. That, yeah, uh, I Saddles and, <laughs> you know, and, uh, well, yeah, let's talk some of our favorites. Like Blazing Saddles, one of the funniest movies ever made, but watch it cleaned up if you can. Yeah, it's, it's definitely one of the most uh, un- politically un- incorrect yes. nowadays, especially. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, it's not raunchy like the modern R-rated no. comedy. It just got that R because of language. And though, it's know, very I'm tongue-in-cheek, and we're repeatedly calling Bart, who was a wonderful character, yeah. calling him, you know. A certain word. A certain word. You know, all the time, and that'll get you an R rating at the time. And I mean, there and there's a few other bits that would kind of would push things a little bit, but overall, it's just hilarious. And this is the only time that you get to see. Of course, you have to have young Frank. uh, You know, young Frank. What was it? Young Frankenstein. Yes, yes. It's pronounced Frankenstein. He was great in that movie. And for our blue hair. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that didn't sound like a horse at all. Uh, uh, that and that actually, he wrote that. Yeah, did he? Yes, he wrote that, and then he took it to Mel Brooks because he'd been collaborating with Mel Brooks for years. Yeah, uh, and Mel Brooks kind of helped helped the treatment of the script a little bit, and uh, he'd asked Mel Brooks to direct it and Young Frankenstein, but it was all his idea. Apparently, he was a big fan of the movie Frankenstein, and that's why he really loved the idea of getting the original equipment from the original Frankenstein film in that oh, scene. Oh, cool. 
Because he and, and apparently he was like again at a candy store. Oh, it was yeah. it was great having it all there, and that's why that's the only scene that almost seems serious because he really wanted to play it good with bringing the monster to life, and then you know his big well, that, give my creation life. Maybe awesome. that was something that was so funny about him was that he was so serious in certain areas. That, <laughs> yeah, that it was just it almost didn't fit, but that made it funnier. Right. Speaking of candy, like don't touch the lever. Of course, Willy Wonka. <laughs> yes. Willy Wonka. I, That's the first I, thing I saw him in. Well, I tell you, I know it was one of the first things I've seen him in. But uh, I always thought it was so great that the Willy Wonka candies always had characters that looked similar to him. Of course, I didn't realize this because it was based off him because the Willy Wonka character, uh, it all changed when they were making that film. It was basically that uh, that whole Willy Wonka candy thing. See, I grew up in it was always around since I had grown up. But, yeah. but uh, I didn't realize that it's actually Quaker that owns that. Yeah, and they, they, and they put, got the rights. Yeah, and they, they decided to put it all together. Like, uh, when they were going to make the movie, they were really wanting to promote the Willy Wonka bar. See, the original movie was, was going to be called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Right, Hungry. off the book. Off the book. Completely. And it, then it got changed. The reason was because they was really wanting to push the Willy Wonka yeah. bar. Yep. But something had happened right before the film was released. Uh, this was the first time that Quaker had ever made anything like this. And they somehow had messed up when it came to making the chocolate, and it would not stay as solid. It ended up melting. In the packaging, and so by the time you get to the stores, would be melted. And so <laughs> Willy Wonka, for years until like the early millennium, you never heard of chocolate with yeah. Willy Wonka. It was Nerds, always candies, yeah, stuff, stuff like that, you know. But it was uh, two different types of uh, licorice. Everlasting gobstoppers. gobstoppers, they did have, yes, but nothing like uh, nothing like you see in the movie chocolate stuff. And that's right. the reason because they couldn't do the chocolate right until the early millennium. They started making the bars, and I don't think they make any of that stuff, but. They did for a while make big thick chocolate bars. And yeah, I think when the, uh, the 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 uh, Tim Burton version came out, I think that's when they had some chocolate bars out. They, they right had then. before that and during that because they did it for like the twentieth anniversary or something like that. Mm. Walk and then also for the uh, new uh, movie, which I'll be honest, I don't care for as much. Yeah, you know, yeah. But that's just me. Yeah, because you got Johnny Depp doing the weirdest version of Willy Wonka that it's like, what in the world? But the character Willy Wonka that Gene uh, Wilder had done was so great. You yeah, know? he was, and I, I love the fact that it was Gene Wilder, Gene Wilder's idea to have him come out with the cane. Yes, and then to absolutely. fall and roll up. He says, like, I wanted the audience to never know if I was telling the in truth fact, or not. According to the people, when they, I was watching a special about that, they said that he said. He wouldn't make the movie unless he could do that. Right. Because he wanted him to always guess. Never know if he's being serious or if he's being real. And I love that about him. Yeah. And he gets to say odd things like, uh, you know, ooh, the suspense is killing me. I hope it lasts. That's right. <laughs> you know, and he could be so, so serious yet wide eyed uh-huh. when it's like, there's no earthly way of knowing yeah. where in the world we are going. Yeah. And then he can bring it up to that fevered, fevered pitch in there and scare you half to death. You know, with like, with the danger must be growing because the rowers show no sign that they aren't slowing. And yeah. just get that maniacal look. And then he'd go right back, oh, and we're here. Mm-hmm. He could switch it on a dime. He was, that was still the greatest role. Right. Which right. also, it's, it still played into Blazing Tales. I love the little thing where he's telling this sob story. And he turns around, you know, and he pulls his guns, and it's a little kid. And then, little jerk shot me in the butt. You know, <laughs> just, the change he can do. Just make him crack up. He was like, hilarious. And he'd show the one hand's like, see that's yep, steady as rock. But my shooting hand is the other one, and he's shaking around. Yeah, he was funny. And just the things he would do, it would be just little subtle things. I remember he, he'd laugh he hysterically. Was on some, uh, there was a sitcom he was going to do, and I don't think it went very well. And I remember being sad about that because I was looking forward to watching it, but it didn't last for just like a month or so. So I never did get to see it. Just like back in like in the nineties, but I, I just loved Gene Wilder. He was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, speaking of the 90s, something I, I saw here. The, the, you know, the TV movie of uh, Alice in Wonderland? Mm-hmm. Oh, where did it go? He was the, uh, the, the turtle, I believe. Oh, yeah? I, I, I remember that. seeing, but there were several of them. Let me find that again. Yes, the mock turtle. Huh. And in 1999, I believe that's the one that had the the little girl that was eventually on Napoleon Dynamite was Alice in this. Oh one. yeah, had Whoopi Goldberg as the Shark Shark hat. I mean, it's such like an all star. Yeah, cast. they had one in the 90s. I do remember mm-hmm. that. They had and I Mark forgot. Short was in it. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I had forgotten that he was the Mock Turtle. I thought that was very cool. But there's a list of a lot of different uh, uh, TV movies that he had done. Uh, Something Wilder, I think, might have been the show. That, that's it. That's it. I knew the Wilder was in the name. Yeah, I, I don't think I ever got to see that either. It didn't last very long, unfortunately. Yeah, only seemed to go for a year, which I didn't even know it existed. But, I mean, just a long list of movies. And, oh, yes, The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes' Smarter Brother. Oh, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. And I loved him teamed with Marty Feldman in anything. You know? Oh, yeah. They, they were great. such a great team. They were. Because you, need, you needed Gene Wilde to be able to play such a straight man to Marty Feldman's oddball weirdness the way this delivery <laughs> You know, like you take the blonde, I'll take the one in the turban. You know, just it, 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 they were just such a perfect team. I would, I would love to see more movies with them. And too. still, some I have seen. Like I'm, I'm noticing some that I know. I'm stir crazy, of course, and right and all that. But there's a few that I like. Haunted Honeymoon. I've seen bits and pieces of it, not all. Oh yeah, I don't know if I've seen all of that one or not. Yeah, it's pretty funny what I have seen though. Uh, I've seen a little bit of the Woman in Red. Uh, which I believe, yeah, he did write that one. He directed and write, wrote that one along with Haunted Honeymoon. Uh, other things on the list, though, um, the Frisco Kid, I think yeah. that's, that's one he's, he's in there with, uh, Harrison Ford. Yes, that one I've seen. I want to see that so bad. I, I didn't realize that he was in there with Harrison Ford. I, I remember saw watching this it week. as a kid on TV, but it, all you had to do is say Han Solo was on it, or Indiana Jones, and right. I watched it, even though right. he would only be in it for a short while, you know, yeah. but. I'm in! That's it. So, yeah. So, you know, I, you could overall say, well, well, his, his. We'll feel his loss, but he hadn't done any like major movies for a while, so we've really kind of feel the loss of him not making anything new uh, yeah. in film. But knowing, knowing that he's, he's not gone. in the world anymore, is that not ever go- see that's the thing about these kind of guys who are legendary in their own time is like uh, even if they don't do anything, just knowing that they're there always gives you a sense of hope that maybe you see him on something, even if it's just an interview. You, you enjoy that kind yeah. of stuff. like knowing Sean Connery is still out there somewhere. Rick Moranis is still out there. William Shatner. William, Sh- well, William Shatner's still active. That's ha- right. Have you seen his new show? No, I want to. My goodness. Oh, and I I, I already re- got rid of the first episode off the All DVR. Right. But uh, for anyone who hasn't been paying attention, this is called Better Late Than Never. It's William Shatner, Henry Winkler, awesome. Terry Bradshaw, and George Foreman awesome. taking a trip with this comedian named Jeff Dye into Japan and China. Oh, I want to see it. And talk about your fish out of water and grumpy old men all combined. It's I hilarious. Love it. I love it. It's a great show, and it's nice to see these legends uh, all together because, you know, we, we enjoy the work that they do, and then when they're gone, we miss them. And, uh, gosh, 2016 has been such a year for losing legends. I'm scared for Stan Lee. Uh, hey, don't say that. I got yeah, to see him this year. You got to see yeah, him Yeah, we got year. to see him. I didn't get to go to his panel, but I saw him all from a distance. But it just frightens me. It's like, who will 2016 take next? So, Hopefully no one. Let's leave this on let, a happy note. Let's leave it on a happy note. So, But yes, thank you for the memories, Mr. Fuji and Gene Wilder. Uh, I feel like going to watch Willy Wonka now. So there you go. I need to go see if the Frisco Kid is on Netflix. <laughs> I ain't got no body and nobody cares for me. Igor Frodrick. You must be Igor. No, it's pronounced Igor. 
But they told me it was Igor. Well, they were wrong then, weren't they? Igor, would you give me a hand with the bags? Certainly. You take the blonde and I'll take the one in the toy van. Let's take a ride out of Disney Park. Let's take a ride right now. Oh, oh. Spurs side at train after next dispatch. 
Jones. <laughs> it's fine, it's just someone's just laughing. I'm just like... Again, Spurs side. And a trade after this dispatch. I don't think that's a real accident. 
This is your Neverland story time. You can listen along with your MP3 device. You will know it is time to listen when you hear the chime like this. Let's begin now. This is a Disneyland original little long playing record, and I am your story reader. I am going to begin now to read the story of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. You can read along with me in your book. You will know it is time to turn the page when Tinkerbell rings her little bells like this. Let's begin now. Our story begins in San Francisco Harbor a long time ago, before there were airplanes in the sky. A three-masted schooner named the Abraham Lincoln set sail for the South Seas. There were three passengers aboard, Professor Aranax, his nephew Conseil, and Ned Land, who knew a great deal about harpoons and whaling. They were going in search of a mysterious sea monster. One night, after many days at sea, a storm blew up. The ship began rolling and bouncing like a cork in the water. One of the masts broke in two. The vessel was sinking. When the sea grew quiet again, Ned, the professor and Conseil found themselves all alone in a lifeboat in the middle of the ocean. They saw what seemed to be an island in the distance. The island was a strange-looking submarine resting quietly in the water. The three friends tied the lifeboat to the unusual craft and walked along its deck. Fearing that the submarine might go under the water at any time, they entered a hatchway and went inside. They passed by the controls and came to a beautiful big room, which had deep carpets, a pipe organ and a fountain. Here they were welcomed by a pet seal named Snoopy and a bearded man in an officer's uniform, Captain Nemo of the Submarine Nautilus. The captain invited them to dinner. They were served delicious food from the sea that tasted just like steak and vegetables. The three guests put on diving suits and were shown the captain's undersea farm, where the crew of the Nautilus was harvesting seaweed, barnacles and sea cucumbers. Conseil saw a sunken pirate ship and decided to explore it. Inside was a treasure chest filled with golden doubloons and pieces of eight. All of a sudden, a big sea spider started toward them. Snoopy the seal swam straight at it and drove it away just in time. When Conseil got back inside the Nautilus, he was still a little frightened. He wanted to go home, but Captain Nemo did not want anyone to leave the submarine. He even locked them inside a cabin while he stopped at a tropical island. Ned and Conseil began to make plans to escape. While Ned searched through the charts in Captain Nemo's cabin, Conseil kept Snoopy quiet by feeding him seaweed cigars. <coughs> Hoping someone would find them, Conseil put some messages saying help into bottles and threw them overboard. 
Some days later, the submarine ran into a tropical hurricane, as strong as the one which had sunk the Abraham Lincoln. The ship dived deep to get away from the storm and hit some rocks. The power went off. When the damage had been repaired, it turned out that the ship was deeper than man had ever gone before. Outside were some of the strangest looking fish in the world. A few had giant humps on their backs. Others were long and skinny. A lantern fish supplied its own light. There was also a giant squid, which coiled long tentacles around the Nautilus. Call all hands! Prepare to surface, said Captain Nemo. The captain and his men went above decks to fight the squid. The captain took a harpoon and threw it, but missed. The squid knocked two men into the water. It wrapped a huge tentacle around the captain till he could not move. The others could not free him. He was being dragged closer and closer to the squid's mouth. Then Ned came to the rescue. He took a harpoon from one of the crew, threw it, and made a direct hit. The squid let go of the submarine and fell into the water. Ned dived in and freed the captain from the big tentacle. Captain Nemo was grateful to Ned for saving his life and decided to let all three travelers return home. He even let Snoopy go along because Conseil liked him so much. They all thanked the captain. Then they set sail in one of the submarine's small boats. A search craft spotted them and they were rescued. Perhaps someone had found one of Conseil's bottles with a message inside. Whatever the case, Ned, Conseil, Professor Aranax and Snoopy were home quite soon from their great adventure. Got a whale of a tail to tell you lads A whale of a tail or two About the flapping fish and the girls I love A night's like this with the moon above A whale of a tail and it's all true I swear by my tattoo I swear by my tattoo There was mermaid Minnie Met her down in Madagascar She would kiss me any time that I would ask her Then one evening Her flame of love blew out Well, blow me down And pick me up She swapped me for a trout So blow me down And pick me up She swapped me for a trout Got a whale of a tail To tell you lads A whale of a tail or two About the flapping fish And the girls I love A night's like this With the moon above a whale of a tail and it's all true I swear by my tattoo I swear by my tattoo There was Typhoon Tessie Met her on the coast of Java When we kissed I Bubbled up like molten lava Then she gave me the scare of my young life Well, blow me down and pick me up She was the captain's wife Oh, blow me down and pick me up She was the captain's wife Got a whale of a tail to tell you lads A whale of a tail or two About the flapping fish and the girls I love A night's like this with the moon above 
A whale of a tail and it's all true A whale of a tail and it's all true I swear by my tattoo Got a whale of a tail, got a whale of a tail, got a whale To Disney and beyond. Okay, so now we're going to do a live game review. Kind of like we did this for uh, Marvel Battlegrounds. Uh, So Phil and I are about to sit down and for the first time that I've ever touched this, Toy Box Speedway for Disney Infinity. Fun, fun. Uh, everything is a lot cheaper now due to uh, you know Infinity being canceled, and yeah. so Walmart's been putting everything around five dollars. So I went and I found this, and it gives me another excuse to actually play with the Cars characters. So uh, we're going to start this up, new game, and uh, we're both playing as Lightning McQueen. I'm the clear version. All right, oh, clear choice. That's the clear choice. Yes, because Lightning is faster, I think, in my opinion. And I'm not sure what the story of this is, so let's watch. A medal, two boats, a car, four Hawaiian vacations, a pirate treasure, a whole bunch of real estate, even more real estate, and a great big trophy. Wow, I guess that's why they, uh, Minnie? Yep, it is. That's the Cinderella carriage. Uh-huh. Although it does have top on it. I do have the uh, power disc for that. Oh, there you go. Welcome to the Toy Box Speedway. This is the Toy Box Speedway Hub. Here you can set up races, invite your friends to play, or simply cruise around in your favorite vehicle. All right, well, let's give you a chance to learn to drive here first. Whoa, I nearly crashed it. Okay, so, your your acceleration, obviously, you found is on the right trigger. Yeah. The left trigger is your brake. If you do them both, you can power slide, and you can build up your meter to uh, give yourself a boost by flicking the stick forward. But uh, it appears we're in like a major hub uh, for the game, which is very typical for Disney Infinity. They have a little hub. Uh, There's apparently some stunt abilities. There's a track running around the outside. I see, it looks like there's some rails on there, but uh, it's really difficult to make a car go on rails. Uh, I suspect you could play with like a regular Disney Infinity character uh, driving a vehicle, which as long as you have some some power discs for vehicles, which maybe I should go get some now that I have this. Uh, but this to me is like a good excuse to actually bring the Cars characters out because really there's no much, not much use for them otherwise. Woohoo! I'm doing all kinds of stunts here. Uh, I will be of course posting this video up on YouTube, but uh, you're going to get to hear the audio of what we're doing as we go. But uh, there are various tricks you can do in the air when uh, when you're in the air. If you touch this to the side on that stick where I showed you the boost plus, you can uh, flip the car around. Oh, which one was that? No, uh, that's just your stick over here. All right. Right. Or right stick. Right stick. Yeah. 
And of course, L2 is also reversed. Once you feel like you're kind of comfortable with the controls of the car, we'll attempt a race. Alright, I'll uh, there. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be some weapons. This is supposed to be similar to Mario Kart. They will fire with your triangle button. Uh, but doing stunts successfully will also help build up your boost. And you see here on the screen, I'm all yellow. I have four boosts available to me as Lightning McQueen, and I have charged them all up so I can thrust myself forward with the greatest of ease. And I'm going to crash into you. Whoop, nope, pass. Overall, though, uh, oh look, there's a gas station in here even. Uh, overall, this is kind of a fun little, just, there's a lot to do just to play around the hub if you just want to drive around and uh, jump your car off of things. Uh, so actually quite a bit of fun to be had in the hub. Uh, there are some, uh, I guess these are pictures of, of tracks. There's like these banners on the walls. Got a nice high banking turn that I'm able to kind of run on. Yeah, there we go. I remember how to rail slide. You do it kind of like your uh, your uh, power sliding, except for you do it on like the corner of the track. Oh, I found a little. Wow, where am I back here? <laughs> I got kind of behind some stuff. Okay. Oh, and you you uh, spoke to uh, coach. What did the coach guy say? Ah, well, we won't worry about that right now. Let's just uh, find a race here. I can tell you. Oh, cool. Now you've got it. Learn to drift while you're driving. Drifting will improve your ability to steer and generate turbo. Yeah, turbo is So yeah, you found some other techniques. Alright, I'm on a platform here. Mission failed, it says. I guess you had a mission to... Uh, you, might, you might have unlocked a mission for advanced driving. But uh, we want to get to a race, because we're trying to review this. Okay, let's see if I can find the... Uh, there's a battle race. I'm going for it. Just like the engine size. There's th three different sizes. 50cc, 100cc, 250cc. We'll start light at the 50cc. Single track or Grand Prix battle race. Well, let's try a single track for now. Wow, and there's, okay, and there's Agrabah Raceway, San Francisco, Arendelle, Gravity Falls. Road to Nowhere and Monsters Mayhem. All kinds of different things. Uh, I say let's let's just start at the beginning and we'll race through Agrabah. Alrighty, and uh, I think you have to hit your square button to view the invites and accept it. Alright. And we can race! Oh, I'm sitting on your pocket. That's what that uh, does. Uh, Alright, so. Now, I fear we'll be racing against some of the other Disney Infinity characters, or it might be just you and me. Well, I'm not very good at this yet, but that's okay. That's right, I'm not very good at driving on this anyway, so... We're just kind of taking a look. What do you think so far, though? Oh, I like it so far. I like the way it works. Uh, we'll see. I uh, hope they have weapons. That's always... Yeah, that's why I chose Battle Race, because it should have some weapons. But we are now in Agrabah. Oh, it's giving us a little bit of a tour of Agrabah before we begin racing. I guess it's showing us the track. It'll probably... Uh, I could probably hit the button and get out of that, but there we go. Okay, so there's a monster truck in here. A couple of monster trucks. I think I see a land in a monster truck. Okay, good. Keep pressing your R2 when it starts going. You can rev up your engine to see how your yellow build turbo is building up. Oh, there we go, and I'm taking off. I'm in third place. Woo-wee! Oh my gosh, that's a little confusing. Where's the, where's the track? Whoa! Oh, I'm jumping through the trees. Wow, there's... It's, it's wide open out here. 
So it's hard to tell. Well, see, that's the difference. The computer characters know exactly where you're supposed to go. Okay, I see some weapons up here. And, ooh, I got uh, three shots of something here. Let's blast somebody with it. Oh, I got mortars. Oh, that's what that was. I thought it was my three shot thing. I jumped over your. Well, I tried to jump over your monster truck. No fair, they got monster trucks. Looks like they have multiple paths. Oh, somebody just hit me with a missile. What are they? It came from in front of me, so I know what you. I can't stay on the road. Well, it's kind of hard to see to tell where the road is. That's all right. I got a victim up ahead. So just ask him for me to shoot them. Oh, if I don't hit the wall first. All right, well, I fired that. Oh, I got machine guns. All right. Eat that, whoever this is. Ah, I have spun out Ferb. No, not Ferb, but Phineas. Got Ferb isn't in this. For some weird reason, they put Phineas, but not Ferb. So I'm right behind Phineas. The track, I mean, it's, it's very interesting because it's, it's not like a typical race track. That also could be a downfall, but they do. It's hard to tell what you're doing. Whoa, big jump. You hit these little walls. Oh, I got flipped around. There we go. Funny what you learned in the marketplace. Okay, this is the part that throws you off. It looks like we were going through a bunch of fountains or something, and uh, it just was wide open, and it's hard to see where you're trying to I'm drive to. Uh, it's fun, though. Yeah, and it, uh, it does remind me of Mario Kart, although uh, it's a bigger track than, uh, than uh, like the original SNES Mario Kart. Uh, you do have the weapons. It's harder to keep up, though, with everybody. Alright, now I've seen them taking this ramp over here, so I wonder if it's a shortcut. Oh my gosh, I just crashed through some stuff. Whoa! Boxes! Oh, whoa! It's almost like being in a car chase in a movie. There's a lot of items to crash through. I think I need to drift a little bit, build up some turbo. That's what I need to do. Oh, okay, so there's these green box things that uh, appear to be turbo boosts. Yes, yeah, so drive through them, you get a boost. Of course, the question marks are obviously weapons. Uh, I just passed by the magic carpet. Oh, and I just got shot. Whoa, I'm on a rail. Whoa. I don't know how I got up here, but I think it's a shortcut. Woohoo! Well. Oh, I've got uh, something weird on the side of my... Or, like electrical thing. Whoa! I got shot from behind. Oh! I just set off these electrocon things. It is fun having all the characters talking. I can't seem to advance past six or third place. Oh, hey, you got up to fifth instead of six, so you're, you're getting faster. Yeah, I'm getting better at it. Not, not wonderful yet. Um, I'm pretty bad, but that's okay. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's a fun kind of... See, I, I normally wouldn't do racing games, but being that these are Disney characters and it has that Mario Kart-ish feel, this makes it actually enjoyable. Even though I'm, t I'm terrible at driving these things, and so I don't expect really to win, except for if I play the Dickens out of this, I might get good at it. Oh, look, my turbos are all built up. I should use them. Oh my gosh, there was a mine. I, did I got turned into a jalopy. What in the world? That is kind of funny. Uh, I, my windshield's busted up. Okay, I'm back to being like number three. Yay! All right, there we go. I, I lost my weapons when that happened, but now I've got. Looks like I got a couple of bull bombs or something here, and I'll drop drop those behind me somewhere. Oh! All right, we got my turbos back. 
Alright, I'm on that rail again. And I just picked up some more missiles. And I've passed Phineas! <laughs> and laughed about it. Fire my machine is behind me, let's see if I can take Phineas out. Oh! I've completed the race. How you doing back there? Okay. Still in fifth place. Well, I'm going to keep it. Uh, but you're keeping it! I have no idea. Oh, you got some of those bombs dropping behind you. And you can, oh, not in front of you. Oh. Lean on it. No, no, wait on it. Oh, oh, okay, good. I thought it was because there's some some weapons that you fling in front of you and they they stay stationary. Hey, you took. Oh, well, I I guess I it's showing me at first place, but I think it's because I, I beat you. Oh yeah. But I didn't take first place in the race. Yeah. I took well, you place. definitely beat me. There's no doubt about that. Well, no. No, I was... did I actually win this thing? Yeah, you passed Phineas. Oh, I thought Phineas was, because I was in third place. Holy cow. You won it. I did by about three seconds. I was number four. I could have been, hey, you know, that's okay. You were number four, so you advanced up there at the end. You beat Vanellope in the lap. Nice. Uh, oh, Vanellope from the, and she's a racer. That's what yeah, she, she does. Yeah, she was <laughs> in a monster truck. That didn't seem fair. <clears throat> she's one I barely passed up in the last second. <laughs> Well, apparently you. Well, I guess Aladdin, you were already in front of. Yeah, he's he's on a carpet. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, look, like he was driving a monster truck too. That seems a bit unfair. Yeah, monster trucks, and we got we're just little bitty light McQueens. Yeah. Kachow. Kachow. <laughs> uh, we'll try uh, some other course here. Okay, so uh, we are back in the hub, and uh, I ran over the guy that wants to talk. Let's find a different race. Oh, that's not the racing things. Now, they do leave some, some very basic cars out here for you to drive, so if you don't happen to have any of the power disc vehicles, uh, you can do it. Now, I have a lot of fun power disc vehicles. I even have the uh, Muppets uh, uh, Mayhem or uh, whatever. Okay, there's a normal race. This is a time trial. Uh, I, I must say, I would prefer to do another battle race. That's fine. Uh, we'll do the same engine size. Uh, let's try a Grand Prix version. Oh, Grand Prix means we're going to do like three different courses. All right, so let's give that a go. Uh, so you will hit square, and okay, and we'll be off on a Grand Prix adventure. Now, I wonder if the three tracks will be connected or if it'll just have to load each time. I don't know. We'll find out. Because it showed right like here. three different areas. Right here. Endorial Like, who's like, going to be there? Yep. But overall, very kind of uh, arcadey. Not, yeah. not like the super driving sim. That's which is typical if you play Disney Infinity, you're used to driving. Uh, we're beginning at the Sugar Rush oh, Raceway. Cool. Yeah, all these candies in there. Right on the rainbow of Sugar Delight. So I'm figuring with the Grand Prix, we're probably just doing three different races. I'm kind of glad they put this on there, just because I remember watching it and like, man, I thought I was playing a video game. Right. <laughs> they need to have brought some other Sugar Rush characters. Oh, and I even see Wreck-It Ralph is there driving their uh, wrecking truck. Cool. All right, so start Go revving your engine. Rev, 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 rev. There we go. I just, oh, 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 I just passed Luke Skywalker and the land spear. I landed on top of somebody, and I'm not sure who that was. I'm in first place, but how long can I hold it? Oh, there goes Ralph. Oh, Ralph almost passed me. 
This is almost like a candy-looking Tatooine here where we're going. Now we're kind of in the forest, sort of. Weapons! Let's <laughs> fire a rocket behind me. Um, oh, there's a cherry out here. I wonder what that'll do. I bet those are boosts. Oh, yeah. Whoa, no, don't don't hit the cherry. Don't hit the cherry. Cherry or bad. Okay. <laughs> I learned. No, Philip! Vanellope is trying to Oh! Oh! I know almost forgot. If the uh, push to the side, I think it is, you can do a sideways ram, and that's what Vanellope just did to me to take my my butt out of uh, first place. Let's see if I can oh, my hit her goodness. with something here. I'll hit everything Lisa's has a little bit more of a clear track. Or I'm gonna take you out, Vanellope. Oh, someone did something to me. I don't know what they did. Whoops, I just hopped on a rail by accident again, and I think it's giving me a shortcut. Will I be able to pass Vanellope von Schweetz? No, I'm right on her. Right on her oh, tail. Oh, man, this guy, here it is. I'm, I'm and I ram her, and I'm a pastor. Here in front of you. Man. Whoa, there is now a boulder rolling back and forth in this valley that I thought looked like a, cat uh, a uh, candy version of Tatooine. A large bowler is rolling back and forth. Uh, I think I'm seeing the uh, evil King Candy as a giant bug flooding around in the sky there. Was that a jawbreaker? Or a bubble gum? I can't tell. I, I just, don't know if you run into it. I just, well, it almost hit me. The wreck around my pass up from my way on. Whoa! Big jumps! He's the one that keeps fighting. I am surprising myself by holding on to first place here. Got some new weird weapon, I ain't sure what it is. Uh, but uh, I should launch, well, I, uh, apparently I can't launch this one behind me. That is a nice feature, just like Mario Kart. You can launch a weapon behind yourself if you need to. Oh, this appears to have been, it was like a chocolate coral oil, like or something. Oh no, uh, I found the Diet Cook Mountain. Yeah. And I fell in, and for some reason in, in this world it is acidic. Oh, I just hit a bomb and got flipped around. Whoa. Fire two missiles behind me. Oh, there's there's one of those bugs flying around. That, oh, yeah, I think it was a jawbreaker. I think that's what you're talking about. We're rolling back yeah. and forth. Okay. Oh, I am facing the right direction. I thought I got turned around. Oh, Vanellope just passed me. And so did somebody else. I didn't see who that was. Whoa, my gosh, those bugs are everywhere now. Whoa! Alright, pass my LP, see if we can regain first place. The last lap! Oh, I believe I just heard Mickey telling us we're on the last lap. Hey, Mickey! Hey, Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine. Oh! I blew up! Oh, you're fine! I blew up my car. Boy, those gotta stop it, they're just barely missing me. Woo! Oh! Oh, golly, I just hit some sort of explosive thing. Lost my position now. I'm down in third place again, but Vanellope's crashing, so I'll get past her. Now, if I just get my position in first place again. Oh, look, I have turbos. Goodbye. Back to first place. Hooray! A boost here. We fly off of this. Now, somehow I accidentally hit a rail, and I, I, I did a rail slide across this. I didn't wreck it last time, or the first time, but I don't know how I got to it. Give me a nice shortcut. And of course the Sugar Rush music is playing. And oh my goodness, I just won. There you go. Whoa, I got on what the heck? Yeah, so that's that rail I got. It's a bit of a shortcut. Alright, you're in fifth. See if you can pass. Oh, look, somebody just jumped right into that mountain. I didn't I didn't think of doing that. Oh, there's Luke Skywalker and his land speeder. 
I took first, you took fourth character. Yeah, That's Luke Skywalker. Uh, very last That's part of the fun of the Star Wars characters can be racing in this. That's fun. And Marvel characters. Now, I wonder though, you know, Spider-Man used to have a spider car. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if they managed to put that in here. That'd be fun. Oh, okay. And just like in Mario Kart, we're winning points for the position we were in the race. And so whoever's going to have more points at the end of the Grand Prix will be the overall winner. Very cool. Well, I'm still number four like I was a while ago. Right, right. Well, that's, that's one race down. Hey, look, we leveled up! <laughs> I don't know if that makes us any faster. Oh. Uh, there's a skill tree I'll, I'll show you later. We'll, 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 we'll try to do something. Alrighty, but uh, we'll round this up with one more race, and then we'll call this a show. How about it? We're we're in Arendelle now. I expect to see ice on the on the uh, Oh, I'm mad to be here. Oh boy, it's gonna slip. And they call it a racing rink. Ha ha ha, that's cute. Like ice rink, so yeah. Prepare oh. to slide. Doing snowballs and things like that, man. Oh all a bit. Let's we see, might see a big marshmallow. Off. <laughs> there was a giant kid that kinda looked like a marshmallow there too. Okay, so remember when it shows numbers, start revving. Oh, I didn't get all my turbo in. Woo! Oh, I didn't get my big boost in first place. Alright, it's gonna be a tough race here this time. I'm in fifth. Oh, now I'm in fourth. Somebody wiped out. How you doing back there, Phil? Well, not grand. I was taking off the thing. That's okay. Oh, I just got shot by Luke Skywalker. Oh, and then we both get taken out. Oh, man. I'm in fourth place. You're in third. Look at you go, Phil. Uh, well, it'll be a short lived thing, but hey, what the heck? I'm gonna go. I got it. Yay, Mickey. Oh, somebody shot me. Oh, man. I was getting shot all over the place. I think that was me, because I yeah, shot I, I shot something that looked like Lightning McQueen. I'm like, I think I just shot Philip. <laughs> oh, it could have worse if you shot yourself. <laughs> I kind of did. Oh, Marshmallow is in the track! Oh, and I just went right between his legs. That was really cool. Whoa. Whoa. I'm getting beaten up back here. Woo! Boy, I just barely made that, made that jump. I haven't really seen any patches of ice, or, fil or felt the effects of it. A lot of ice crystals. I see the leader. I'm on the leader. Oh, and the well, leader uh, just shot me. Yeah, he's right behind me. Oh, I see some missiles going up. I think there's some uh, sort of heat-seeking missile because it just took out the leader, and now I'm in first place. Hooray! And we hit the turbo thrusters. Go through the marshmallow cave-looking thing. Bust out a couple of snow drifts. Have we completed the first lap yet? Yeah. Oh, yes, I guess we have. There is some patches of snow that I don't recall seeing before, so I guess that's what's different now. Left a couple of bombs back there. I'm in the ice cave. I uh, apparently just uh, completed a feat here for Disney Infinity. Unlocked purely. Oh, wow, I just got turned into a jalopy. I bet Luke Skywalker did it because he seems to be just fine. That must be something you can do. Because remember, like Mario Kart, you could turn everybody into miniaturized versions of yeah, yourself. I, I think that's what that is. Somebody does something that sets off and turns everybody into a jalopy. Oh, somebody set a bomb right there at the uh, jump. Oh, I'm still in first place though, amazingly. Speed, I am speed. That's right, I am speed. Just behind me, just make sure I'm not being followed. Thanks, Mickey. Saw it, but it didn't do much. 
just makes the game for me, having Mickey Mouse <laughs> telling you how many laps there are. And it does it hurt. Yep. And I actually, uh, I think I have the Mickey Mouse jalopy. I'll have to get Mickey on here with a jalopy and race with him. <laughs> I need to get more vehicles. I think Donald Duck has a boat. Uh, guy. Right between Marshmallow's legs! Ha ha! Missing, but you wouldn't have time to watch it anyway. But Mario Kart also had like a layout of the tracks so you could tell where on the track you were. Of course, they would have smaller tracks than this. These are very large tracks. And I think there's a little indicator trying to tell you where some of the other races are because I have these arrows that are kind of pointing. Of course, now I've completed the race. I actually won. I can't believe it. That was good. I think I've three, but that's pretty wrong. The best one. Yeah, you took yep. third. Good job, Phil. Yeah, you're getting back there. <laughs> and overall standings, uh, you're actually in third in the standings. Good job, Phil. Oh, I no, do. wait, that was just how many points you just got. Oh, I see. You're in fourth in the standings, so that's not bad. Uh, that's all right. Thanks. And we leveled out. Hooray for us. Okay, so let's finish out this Grand Prix. All right. The Dunes of oh, Tatooine, and here is Jabba upon his sail barge. I wonder if he's going to interfere with the race. I wonder if sand people will be shooting at us. Now this is fun. That would be awesome. <laughs> I hope this is made to look like the Boonta Eve. Well, of course you can kind of race Boonta Eve in the, uh, uh, I think it was the uh, prequel set, I forget what it's called, Twilight of the Republic. I believe there's something similar to the Boonta Eve. Oh, I had my boost and I ran right into the back of the Alpha Man tweaks. There's TIE Fighters flying overhead. I'm in sixth place. I will not stand for it. You hear? I will not stand for it. Got Star Wars music to race by. Passing by over here. Oh, there's the Millennium Falcon. And Doc, what, 93 is it? Wow, we're kind of racing right out in here in the middle of the desert. It's hard to see where the track goes. There, I finally got some weapons. Oh, oil slick! Whoa, that spun me out. I can see. Is that you in first place? Why, okay. it is! It is you in first place, Phil! Oh, no, and I passed you. I can't believe it. I am doing good finally. You were rocking it! I seem to have found a shortcut up on the uh, ridge I, I here, see, I think. I see your number, didn't it? Oh, and you are still! You are up in number one position again. And I'm coming back down. Oh, Sarlacc! Oh, look out! Oh, I almost went into that thing. <laughs> Dude, that was... Oh, I apparently ran off the road, I guess. Well, whatever I just shot at, yeah, it didn't hit. Uh-oh. What the heck? I keep getting done. Oh. I love racing the Star Wars music. Can I just say that? Oh, me too. Boom! I found the heat seekers. Well, ah! I work out to I exercise the Star Wars music. Why not, you know? Sure. And the Rocky. Yeah. Awesome. Motivational. Absolutely. TIE Fighters flying overhead. Of course. Wee-haw! Took out a moisture evaporator, taking a little shortcut. Oh, 
it wasn't the Falcon in this place before? Oh, no, I just crashed. Oh, I fired him right over your head. Phil is right on my tail. Uh, oh, I think I saw a shortcut we just missed. Come on, give me a weapon to shoot there. Giving us some encouragement there. Oh, I didn't get on the higher path, but of course the higher path seemed to have gotten me behind oh, before, so. Twice now it's knocked me onto the. Oh, I'm in Becker's Canyon here. Is this a. Oh, that's a wall! Oh, there was a star or something I just passed. Yeah, somewhere. I don't know sure where I'm at. Oh, right on the edge of Sarlacc. Wow. I'm in first place. You're in fourth. What happened? Uh, I fell off the track. Oh. Oh! I went into his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you got Sarlacc. Yeah, I fell back, man. I was doing good and all of a sudden, not so much. I think passing through the uh, the lap has been giving me some interest here. Shortcut. The last lap. Gotta love it. Grab an oil slick. Half up here with a. See if I can jump this. I just jumped over some buildings. It is kind of interesting though that you do get these wide open points that you do have a chance to find like a, a shortcut if you, if you hit it right. things I haven't unlocked yet uh, because I didn't have this. And there's the finish line. And I just won this thing. Phil's holding on to third place. I don't know who you just passed, but you were on with like a speeder bike or something. Well, it looks like Elsa's in the race. Maybe that was Elsa. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I fell back, unfortunately. But Well, we were going neck and neck there. It yeah. was very exciting when the video was supposed to make sure you go to the Neverland Podcast YouTube channel to see video of our Grand Prix race. Oodles of fun. Actually, I definitely say this, especially now that it's, it's cheap over at Walmart. Go and pick this up. This has been a lot of fun. There's a lot of stuff to unlock that we haven't done yet. Uh, lots of fun racing. If you love stuff like Mario Kart, uh, I think this will be right up your alley. Very much fun. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official Lost Boy or Pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. 
become a real Neverlander. Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast to donate to keeping the pixie dust alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we 